Now on to the next piece of news. Cade Cal and his brother Chance Cal linked to Elk Street. <gasps> This is something that's been created by the people, for the people. No more no sitting in the shadow. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquake related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Alright, let's start with the negatives. Let's just get that out of the way. It was a loss, so that obviously is a big negative. But let's just dive more into it. First 70 minutes, we look great, but... Whew, that next 20 minutes, it was bad. The cracks were really starting to show, and we just looked like a team that didn't care, didn't know how to play. We didn't look like we played together. And honestly, I think a lot of that has to come down to the fact that it was an intense 70 minutes before that. It took a lot of mental work and a lot of effort. It takes a lot out of players to really stay organized, and the whole time you're playing knowing I'm only gonna get one or two attacks, and the whole time I have to work so hard, so hard, so hard, and then you just start to break down, and they break you down slowly, slowly. And this is what New York is so good. It breaks you down slowly, slowly, into the point where you crack it, and sometimes it takes a few minutes, sometimes it takes 70, sometimes it takes the whole 90. So it took us a while, but once we broke, I think the morale's just dropped, and then everyone tried going a little bit more gung-ho. We lost the shape, we lost the idea, and then that's when the floodgate just opened. Two other concerns. Uh, my first is with Coach Kobe. We gotta give him a little more time, but the substitutions. Now, if the game, of course, if we won air, we scored a goal or two, I would have been looking like, what great subs, this, that, or the other. And I'm not saying that they were bad, but my only concern was they're starting to seem a little bit more like, superstitial than tactical i i just i feel like ontario would have helped us a little bit more if he stayed in and i don't think jbo was having a terrible game but i agree benji should have gone on i think cage should have gone on a little earlier and that goes on to my next concern of jackson yule now i love yule he's a great guy but my concern is are we afraid to sub him are we not allowed to sub him because he is a u.s men's national team product because he's the captain because he's a product of san jose because he represents us and it brings down our stock value if his stock value goes down are we not allowed to sub him because of that not that i think he should have been subbed but it's been a concern of the last two coaches that it's like we're really forcing him to get on the pitch and play now, that's been a concern of mine for a while, having him and Greg Gushan at the same time. It's very similar roles when we're looking to get some more players on. But other than that, I thought we played a very creative game. I thought the attack was good. And honestly, we can go more into it now that we're moving on to the positives. We were in this game for a super long time. Now it was a little bit more boring of a game, a little bit more tactical, but it wasn't like fun tactics. But I would say for the first half, we were probably the better team. And for the first 20 minutes of that first half, without a doubt, we're the better team. Now, they we were a little subpar when it came to defending their set pieces, but they were having trouble dealing with our creativity. And they have a very narrow pitch, and we usually like to play wide. And I feel like we handled that very well, and it forced us not to just send it down the wing, even though we just kind of sent it down the wing. But I liked how we were playing negative. I liked that we were taking long shots. I like that we're mixing it up and the crosses felt good and they felt like they were coming at the right times. They didn't just feel like, oh, we're just crossing for crossing sake. The ball movement's looking a lot better. It looks like we're really being creative. It looks like we're trying to possess and we're only sending it long when we have to, especially in the back half. 
And then I got to give flowers to Paul Marie. He's looking a lot better. Let, let's ignore the final 20, 25, 30 minutes. Everyone started to drop their form a bit. Marie's starting to look really strong and really starting to look like we have a right back. It has been very fun to watch. And it's been great seeing that the team is progressing and quickly under a new coach as well. My unsung moment of the match. Now, this is going to be a little controversial, so hang with me. It's going to be to the Yule over-the-top ball to then went to Espinosa down the line, and then he tried playing a negative ball to Jabo, couldn't, so he had to create his own space, goes for the hard-low shot, which is going bottom corner, but Sean Johnson gets a strong right hand to it. Now, the obvious negatives of it. Yule plays this ball all the time and usually doesn't work. There was a lot of space. We got a little lucky the keeper didn't come out, and Espinosa really should have looked for the shot first time, but here's what I like. I like Yule moving forward. I like him being higher up the pitch. I also like Espinoza being more involved, but what I love is that we're looking for the negative ball and not just crossing it or hitting it as hard as we can. Now, in that instance, hitting it as hard as we can, maybe if the goalie would have worked, or just shooting first time. But I like that we're looking for J-Bo. I look that we're, like that we're trying to find him. I like that we're trying to look for this quick counterattack that we're good at, and Espinoza is deadly at. So that is my unsung moment of the match because it looks like we're starting to get to a more fun and attacking style that we used to have. And it also looks like we're looking for Jabo, which we haven't been doing as much. And when we have, that's why he was tied for MLS top scorer till this week. My unsung hero of the match. This one's tough in a loss and it's going to be very tough because he made a big mistake. This goes to JT Marcinkowski. JT Marcinkowski, look, he made the mistake in an already 2-0 game in the 89th minute. The game was over. And I don't really blame him. Look, he made a mistake earlier in the year and he made one now. But the thing is, as a goalkeeper, it's not fun conceding or getting a lot of shots when your defense is struggling all year. And JT is a proven leader in the locker room. He's been in the town for a long time. He's been in the city for a long time. He's loved by the guys. And to keep up a good attitude when you're constantly dealing with shots and constantly dealing with goals, it's gotta be hard, especially when you're the guy that's getting scored on directly. That cannot be fun. And he kept his leadership. He kept his calm. He kept telling guys what to do, but not in an aggressive way, just well aggressive but not in the sense of i'm mad at you for this or that it's come on let's do our job and he continues to move forward he continues to have a good attitude which is not easy when you're bottom of the league or damn near bottom of the league every single week and probably the most conceded or one of the most conceded teams as far as goals especially as a keeper so my unsung hero of the match goes to jt marcinkowski for having great saves throughout the season and really just keeping his attitude and keeping the locker room healthy we've had toxic locker rooms in the past we have a really good group of guys and that part a big part of that has to go to jt who could easily be lashing out and making it a he say he did you did type of game and then easily it starts to spell through the whole room but no he doesn't do that so unsung hero of the match jt marcinkowski we're gonna move on to quakes news we have two big ones this one's a little bit older and we talked about it a little bit is Chofis apparently going to greece with matias almeida our previous coach looking to be going to aek a team in greece it seems that Chofis is this guy to go with him since chivas don't really want him and we don't really seem to be wanting to pay that much he's going to greece how do i feel about it it sucks because I think in the final third and going directly at goal, he's dangerous for us. But I think Montero has proven to be great for us. And Montero has better work ethic defensively. It's just better at defense. And I think he's a little bit more versatile for us. 
even though trophies is great and I'd love to still have them, I think the Montero experiment has really proven that we, we might be moving on. We're getting ready to do it. Again, I still want him. I love the depth. I love having him on the squad. I think it helps a lot. But I think if you've seen with Nothin, because we didn't really have as many back line, uh, back line options, he came back early. If Montero wasn't performing, I have a feeling Chofis would be back by now. And I don't know the extent of the injury, but it is what it is. And that actually brings me back to another positive. I'm glad Nothin kind of got this suspension because this gives him a week off on his legs. Gives him time. He's just coming back. Give that knee some rest. So that was another positive. Now on to the next piece of news. Cade Cal and his brother Chance Cal linked to L3. I don't think this is a good idea. Now, I'm a big U.S. men's national team fan. And look, I think players should play internationally. Go ahead, get your caps. I don't think this is the right move for Cade. Now, I don't know if he's just putting pressure on the U.S. or if he's just keeping his options open. But the reason I don't think it's a good move is he's really got to bank on himself to not only play in Europe, but be one of the top European talents as far as the Mexican national team. Look at Chicharito. Look at Vela. Look at the Dos Santos brothers. I guess one of them proved it, but if you're in MLS, you're not getting looked at by other countries. It's just as simple as that. Vela's having an outstanding season, isn't going back. Chicharito hasn't been called up. He's having a good season now. They need a striker, still not calling him up. So they're really, he's really going to have to bank on a move to Europe or maybe even South America and then just really perform there. Now, there have been rumors of him being linked to either Barcelona or some teams in Germany. But he's then got a bank on getting playing time and consistently playing. And good for him if he wants to do that. I mean, do what you want. But I just think, yes, while the U.S. men's national team is in its golden generation and the wing position especially is heavily just, it has a lot of options. But I just don't think L3 is the smart move for Cade. It might be them just saying, look, now you can't go to the U.S. and then they never touch him again. So I, I just wish the best for the Cal brothers and moving forward, hopefully it gets them more time and maybe I'll make them want to perform more for the Quakes. We're going to move on to fan questions. A lot of them came in after I already recorded it, but I wanted to make sure I got them in. So the first one comes from I, I Velasquez. He asked, how, <laughs> how about we start a Kickstarter going for Neymar at $75 million? Honestly, he's one of my least favorite players only because he could be one of the best in the world, but he's just not because of what he does. So I don't want him. Plus, that means all, it, all it's going to mean is we're going to have to pay way more than we should for fans for these tickets. And we're still going to per, not perform well when he plays two or three games, then has to go to his sister's birthday party. And then his ankle is rolled for the rest of his contract. So don't really want him. And uh, kind of following with suit with that, Abel then asked, if we pull in all our money, you think we can bring in Virgil van Dijk to San Jose? No, I don't think he ever wants to come here. Uh, and again, I don't think we're willing to splash the money. And again, I don't want to be paying $75 for parking and 125 minimum to still be one of the worst teams in the West. Ivan Lara then asked a very, uh, I don't want to say controversial, but uh, a ju juicy question asking, please rate Yule 1 to 10 as a midfielder. I say he's a solid four. No vision or ball retention. Whew. I'm going to try not to be biased here because I've been very hard on you in the past. And now that I've got to know him a little bit more and talk to him, I have grown a bias because I like him. 
Uh, we're just going to talk MLS midfielders because obviously everyone in MLS would be a negative five compared to De Bruyne. Oh, God, I, I can, it's probably a six or seven if I'm going to be completely honest. I think he has the ability for like a seven, some games like a high seven, maybe, maybe an eight. But I think performance-wise, the four, I understand where it's coming from. It's a lot of long ball, but I feel like feel like that could be a product of San Jose and what he has with him. A lot of U.S. men national team players or U.S. Uh, defensive mids, they've learned just go towards the center backs and play a negative ball. As far as ball retention, he's not he's not like Eric or Mady or Yudsen who specialize in that, but I don't think he's terrible. And then no vision. He's not like a Montero or a Chofis who are great going forward. But if we look at it and compare to pure center mids or pure box-to-box players, like a young Gregoosh, I don't think Gregoosh, yes, he's had great delivery, but I don't think he's proven more than Yule too much yet. I think I like his movement side to side. And he's great on the ball, but I think Yule works a little bit harder. And I think he gets a lot of the, the blame, mostly because, I don't want to say mostly, but being a captain is part of that. Matias moving him to center back has been a part of that. And I think he's had some poor games, so he's also been a part of that. But I think seven, I think he's middle of the park and sometimes can be above average. But, uh, yeah, I'd give him something around there. Our only fan question of the day is asking uh, if JT Marcinkowski is still our preferred goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I'm, usually I just ignore these, but, yeah, I wanted to make a statement. Yeah, he is. Yeah, sure, we could have Neuer, we could have blah, blah, blah. There are better options, technically, in the history of the game. But JT's been with the squad for a while. He is a leader in the locker room. They love to have him. He lives with a few of the other guys. He's been on the squad. He just knows what it's like to be in San Jose. And he's come up big multiple times. He makes a few mistakes here and there. Yeah, sure, whatever. Everyone does. And yeah, you want better from your goalkeeper. Okay, He's not going to be perfect, but he comes up big, big, big. And if it wasn't for him in the Seattle game, we wouldn't have had that comeback. He had massive saves every game. I know we've lost a lot, but it'd be six, seven, eight, nine if we had a different goalkeeper. And now I trust Matt Persona as well, and I trust Emi Ochoa. But JT has come up big in those moments, so you can't deny that JT has been great for us. <laughs>